Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Take a few moments before we begin to just allow people to join. Welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. Today is another beautiful day. Hope you are experiencing the beauty of this day wherever you are. It's, uh, I decided that the focus for today would be to learn from the storm. And why is that? Because across the Eastern seaboard anyhow, there was a large storm, a Hurricane Henri, that threatened much of the Eastern seaboard that did touch down here and there uh, along the way, including where I am in Sag Harbor, out on Long Island. But it got me to thinking about what happens during a storm, the preparation before a storm, how people live through storms, and what you learn after they pass. And of course, there are the literal things that occur, but then also there are many things that occur internally that we can think about and process. And so it seemed apropos that at this time, which is after a storm has hit, and touched many people's lives up and down the eastern seaboard of the United States that at least we contemplated together. Welcome everyone to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. As always, honored to spend this time together where we can contemplate how we can be inspired by whatever is going on in our world. Because we have choices. We talk about choice a lot here on Dream Leapers Inspiration, but truly we have the choice of how we address, process, and move forward based upon whatever is going on in our world. So again, there was this huge storm because of technology. Many of us got to track what the thoughts were about how it would hit, where it would hit, what impact it might have on others. And where I'm staying is very close to uh, a bay. And so very close to water. And people in this community, of course, are concerned, were concerned about how to fortify their homes, how to make sure they had enough food, take care of themselves, leading up to the storm. And I'll tell you, I was in the grocery store Uh, This is two days ago because the storm hit yesterday. I was in the grocery store picking up a few things, and there were so many people in a panic. There were aisles of provisions in the grocery store that were empty. It reminded me of when the pandemic started. And remember, there was a run on toilet paper. For some reason, people were buying all the toilet paper that existed in the stores, along with Lysol wipes, disinfecting wipes. Well, in this case, it was all of the dairy. Every dairy product that the dairy aisles were empty, the juice aisles were empty. There was some protein, there were a lot of vegetables, so people weren't stocking up on vegetables, but they were stocking up on other things. And I listened because it was a long line. I listened to what people were talking about. One of the points of panic was being able to be mobile. And so there was a run on gasoline. 
I hadn't even thought about that because we were pretty much staying put. Then I thought, wow, I better go get gasoline too. There was a woman in line near me who said she'd gone to one gas station that was completely empty, no gas. Another one that only had regular gas and her car requires premium gas. So she got the regular gas anyway because she wanted to get something. Listening to two people in a store of many who were in line stirred a bit of panic. Stirred a bit of panic in me, stirred a bit of panic in others who were surrounding us because one person was worried that there wouldn't be enough. And that worry ignited you know, a fire of worry in everybody who's on that line. For me, rather than freak out, which part of me was feeling this rising sense of, oh my goodness, am I too late to be able to take care of myself and my family? Um, there were three of us in the car and my girlfriend, my daughter and myself, and we just said, okay, let's pivot. We have a plan for the things that we're going to do. Let's pivot and see if we can get some gas. And rather than just allow the fire to grow inside, I remembered where a gas station was. We went there, got online. It took 10 minutes or so. They had gas, we were fine. Why am I telling this story? Everything's about choice. We talk about this all the time, but the there is the quiet before the storm, which many people were discussing a couple of days ago as people were closing their windows, boarding things up, uh, putting away umbrellas and, and loose furniture and different things, being careful, getting basic provisions, making sure that your loved ones are safe, all those things which are really important. But there was also a panic. There was a panic and yes, Claude says pivot. Yeah, we took a pivot in that car. What we were planning to do wasn't as important as making sure that we had fuel in case there might be days later that we wouldn't be able to secure fuel. It was a simple pivot and it wasn't a frenetic pivot. But I want to tell you that what I observed in just being around a number of people for, let's say, a half hour in this grocery store was, and maybe you've had this experience too, you noticed it, maybe you've noticed it in yourself and even more easily in others, in times of need, in times of extreme uh, emotion, of crisis, sometimes it brings out the worst in people, sometimes. So the folks who I was around are people who are privileged for the most part. They have a lot of disposable income. They are on vacation, enjoying their lives. And the privilege kicked in for some of them. Why should I have to stand in line? You can see on people's faces. Uh, let me cut the line. In fact, at the gas station, this was smart. They had traffic police officers uh, making sure that people followed the order of getting their gas. And sure enough, there were several people I saw as I was waiting patiently in line who tried to cut in. Why? Because why shouldn't I? 
and privileged. I should be able to get my gas now. Why do I tell you this? I want you to think about how you behave when you are in crisis, when you are feeling pressed, when you feel like there's not enough time, when you have the feeling that there is not enough and therefore you need to get yours. First of all, do you have that feeling? Because that feeling suggests that, and we all have it at some point, but it suggests that we're not looking at the world right. Because if we look at the world right, there's enough for all of us. But in moments when we are feeling panicking, when panicky, when we are feeling that there's something ahead that we might not be prepared for, that is when we often put on the cloak of whatever I need, I'm going to get. And even if it means somebody else isn't going to get it. And I observed this in spades, as they say, uh, two days ago, as people were preparing to deal with the storm. And I'm not sure why, but I want to say that perhaps because of the grounding that I that I engage through meditation, through contemplation, through continuing to reset my focus, perhaps because of those things, I did not fall into that trap. I saw it. I also didn't get upset when I noticed people, you know, kind of elbowing in whatever ways that they could. I stayed pretty calm and that was helpful. I recognize there is a calm before the storm. We went out to see the water. It was a beautiful day, the day before the storm. Just gorgeous. We took the precautions that should be taken to preserve your possessions in your home and your being. We went out to dinner and it was a full moon. And you know, when there's a full moon, the tides are higher. It's just part of nature. We, we enjoyed the full moon. We witnessed the wind begin to whip more and more intensely. And we saw the waves crash from the shore that much more fully and stayed calm. And then early in the morning, the storm began. Wind was intense. Now, the belief was that there would be wind gusts up to 110 miles an hour. They were not that high. There were winds of about 45 miles an hour. Still, that's pretty fast. Intense. You can see leaves falling off the trees. Leaves were everywhere. Branches were everywhere. We were safe. And those in our community were safe. People started complaining, oh, those weather people are always exaggerating. Oh, you know, first they were complaining because of having to stay in line the day before. Then they started complaining because the storm wasn't as bad as predicted. I did my best to practice gratitude during this time. Thank you for making the storm not so bad. Thank you for not hurting people. I, I'm sure someone got hurt, but it wasn't in big numbers. 
thank you for making this a storm that we could live through without great harm. Thank you for being wrong, weather people. You know, you prepare for the worst, but you don't want it to come. Thank you for being wrong, but not being quite as bad as you thought it was going to be. Practicing gratitude, learning from the storm. That's what, that was the attitude that I had throughout this experience. And I'm offering it to you to just make the decision to learn from experiences. Something like a storm, especially if you know it's coming, there's so many points of learning. There's the preparation before the storm. How are you approaching that? There's the moment of the storm. Where do you put yourself so that you can be safe? There's the aftermath of the storm. What do you have to clean up? What do you have to change? How do you have to pivot in order to move forward? What can we learn from a storm? This was a physical storm. And I want to say that there's so many storms that occur within us, sometimes in our lives, outside of our control, sometimes within our being, in our bodies. But storms come all the time. How do you weather the storms that come into your life? If you were actually one of the people affected by this Hurricane Henri, I pray that you were okay, that your loved ones, your home, your possessions were okay. What did you learn from this storm? If you, or, you know, a friend of mine was hosting a wonderful event that many people were longing to attend. And she had to cancel it because it happened. It was scheduled in the midst of the time that was to be the storm, which indeed is when the storm occurred. She didn't say, oh, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to put all these people at risk. I want you to come anyway because I planned this. No, I'm sure it was difficult for her to collapse her plans and say it'll happen at another time. But she did what was responsible for her, for her guests, for the moment. Pivot. Sometimes you have to pivot, even when you don't want to. Even when you, what you would like more than anything is to stay the course. But if the storm is before you, sometimes you can't stay the course. Sometimes you have to turn. Sometimes you have to pause. Sometimes it's like it has to be a full stop. And then you recollect yourself, your thoughts, your possessions, whatever it might be, and figure out the way forward. What can you learn from the storm? And so it starts if we look beyond a physical storm at our own lives. What are the storms that you're facing right now? Is there one, is there something that you are facing, something that's happening in your life, in your world, that feels like a storm, that's stirring up, that is causing a lot of energy within you and around you? Is there something happening in your world that you need to address? Is there something happening in your world that you have chosen to uh, 
shut out of your peripheral vision, you don't want to pay attention to it, even though it's there? Is there something going on you need to look at, to evaluate, to address, to learn from? Ask yourself, what is your storm? Is there a storm in your life that you are not paying attention to? That you've decided, uh, not going to deal with that. Most of us have at least one. And if you ask yourself this question honestly and listen to the voice inside, listen to hear what the answer is, chances are you're going to find something. Something that you've been putting off, something that you've said is too difficult or too expensive, too time-consuming, too something, too dot, 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 fill it in. If it's too much, it means you need to address it now so that you can lessen the burden. Learn from the storm. What is the storm that you are not facing? What happens when you face the storm? What happens when you pay attention to it? When you dismantle it, when you figure out a way around it, through it, when you're able to calm it so that it doesn't become something explosive. What happens in your life when you deal with it? Something to think about, right? It doesn't really work when we pretend that the things that are happening in our lives are not happening. That's make-believe. That's stuff kids do. And children who are well-protected by their loved ones sometimes have the luxury of being able to pretend in that way. But we don't. We have to be responsible for ourselves, for our lives, for our actions. Otherwise, there will be storm after storm after storm. If we don't learn from the storm, there's guaranteed that there will be another just like it. Now, there's a guarantee that there are going to be storms no matter what. But do you want the same one? Do you want it to be on repeat? I don't. I really, really don't. I want to tell you these quotes that I found. You know I love finding my quotes. Here we go. I'm going to tell you what I found that is about the storm. All right. This is a great one. When you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person who walked in. That is what this storm is all about. That's from Haruki Murakami. Let me read it to you again. When you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person who walked in. That is what this storm is all about. You learn from the storm. Then when you come out of it, you can notice how you are different. You can notice what's happened to you. Because sure, it may be that you won't you may not be the same person who walked in, but you might not even know if you aren't paying attention. Doesn't it make sense to pay attention? To pay attention and learn and grow? Yes. It makes all the sense in the world to pay attention. Figure out what's happening in the moment. Be conscious. Practice conscious awareness. 
so that as you are moving through an experience, you are aware of what's going on in that experience. And you can take note of your own behavior. So I mentioned a few minutes ago what I noticed here where I am about many of the people who were surrounding me in the grocery store who were acting very privileged and behaving as if things should go their way, even if it meant they kind of had to muscle or elbow somebody out of the way. Who would like that behavior? No one. Often we think it's somebody else doing it. And I just finished describing to you someone else doing that, being very entitled. And I want to pull back and say, when we get real still, very quiet, and then look out with as open of eyes as we can, we may also see that we are doing something like that. Because it's said that if you notice something about someone else, it's probably true about you. So when I notice those people misbehaving, acting like they deserve something that somebody else might get before them, acting like there isn't enough, and so therefore they have to yank theirs away before somebody else gets it. My first thought was, that's something they do. And then that's when I turn my finger around and say, what do I do? Do I ever do that? Do I ever act like I should deserve something that maybe somebody else doesn't have? Probably. Now, I think I probably have better manners about it than somebody else because that's what my parents taught me. But I want to go back to the sense of privilege for a minute because that storm is something we can all examine. All of us are in the position comparatively that there's somebody who has less than we have. There's somebody who needs more than we need. So how do we weather a storm and not take from those in need? How do we care for ourselves and not don the cloak of privilege? This is a really interesting contemplation. I don't even know that I have the answer, but I think it's worth contemplating. How can we take care of ourselves and create space so that others are cared for at the same time. Because this quote, let me read it to you again. When you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person who walked in. That is what this storm is all about. Okay. If we look at the storm of privilege, when when what's swirling around us is this concept of what's mine versus what's yours. And do I have the privilege to have, to possess all that I want and need? 
even if there's not enough for you. How do we how do we change our perspective to be more inclusive? How can we practice self-preservation and create space for others? How can we practice kindness when we are feeling a lack? It's one of the hardest things to do. How can we enter the storm with the awareness that there should be enough for me and for you, and then exit the storm learning something that can help us to be more compassionate and more capable of sharing. This is one of the great contemplations of all time, how we can care for ourselves and welcome abundance for us and for everyone else. How we can learn from the storm that it is possible us to have all that we need without taking from anyone. That our world has enough for everyone. Do you believe that? Do you believe that there's enough for you? And that there's enough for you to learn and grow and become better with each experience? To learn, grow, become better, and still to create space for others to learn, grow, and become better. Do you believe that? Do you believe that someone has to suffer in order for you to have what you need? I hope not. I hope you don't. I don't believe that. However, sometimes I realize that we aren't sensitive to other people's experiences. Sometimes it's exposure, lack of exposure to even recognize someone else's pain. Sometimes it's being myopic because we have a need and we want to make sure that we fulfill that need. There are lots of things that occur that make it hard for us to see clearly. And that's why I want us to take the attitude of learning from the storm. What can we learn? What can we learn that can help us to be in alignment with the best of who we are and in alignment with humanity? What can you do so that that can be possible for you? It's little things, like opening your eyes and noticing the people around you. It's helping your neighbor when your neighbor is clearly suffering. It's paying attention to others as you care for yourself. It's being inclusive. And we've spent so many months being isolated, so many that it's kind of hard sometimes to remember to be inclusive. And yet, isn't that our duty as human beings to care for each other? So another storm that we can look at how we are coming out of it now is the storm of the pandemic. How do we embrace each other? How do we care for each other? in this moment when we've been told to stay back, to separate ourselves, to isolate ourselves, how can we embrace one another, at least proverbially, when we spend almost two years standing back? 
How can we look out for each other, tend to each other, when we've been practicing distancing? And so I think it's the, the connection of the heart that helps us to get there. Yes. And that connection of the heart is not always easy to find. But you know what we do with deep breathing, meditation, with quieting ourselves so that we can listen to the stillness within, that gives us messages so that we can figure out how to connect to each other. We can learn from the storm. There's so many storms. I asked you at the beginning of this broadcast, what is your personal storm that you need to address right now? What is that? Write down whatever it is so that you connect to it. You pay attention to it. You address it. The storm of the weather. Henri made many of us pause and think about how to be in the world and to care for ourselves. The storm of the pandemic has affected everyone in the whole world. What is your pivot now based upon the storm that you're facing? Pay attention. Remember that your pivot should be tending to yourself as you connect to humanity. Don't just do it for yourself. It doesn't work. We live in this world with other people. When you work on connecting to your deepest self and connecting to others in that same way, actually, that's when peace comes. That's when clarity comes. That's when happiness comes. It really works. It requires ongoing contemplation. And it works. So you learn from the story. You can, we can, we can learn together. I hope you will meditate on this. What is the storm that you need to learn from right now? Give yourself time to pay attention to it. Because if you do, great wisdom will come from you to help guide your steps. And I want to share with you also that on October 16th, I'm telling you now, even though it's a ways away, we're going to have our first ever Dream Leapers virtual retreat. And it's called What's Next. Isn't that what we've been talking about? How are we getting ready for what's next in our lives? To be in alignment with what we should be doing in our lives, whether it is manifesting a dream, helping to ignite a business idea, taking care of our physical beings, whatever it is. Dream Leaper's Virtual Retreat, What's Next, is coming on October 16th from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern, 11 to 1 Pacific. You're all invited to come. It is free. It is free. Thanks to my friends at Toyota. This is being offered to everyone for free. You can go to my website, harrietcole.com, and just click in the upper right-hand corner, and you can sign up for this free experience of coming together for two hours, an immersion of goodness. It will be live. So we'll be able to interact. There are many speakers who will be part of this with me. And it's a gift for all of us to look at that question, what's next, and figure out what the answers are 
and we can figure some of them out together. I hope you'll join me. You go to my website. Ah, yes, HarrietCole.com. Join me. Until next time, it's so great to be with all of you. Have a great day and make it count. Namaste.